Welcome to My Mate in HR, the career sessions. Lucy and I today are joined by Bin Sparks, who is a legal recruiter who at the start of last year started her own legal recruitment firm. The sessions here are about talking to everyday people about their career journeys and Bin has very kindly come on to tell us about hers. So Hello. thank you. Hi. Hi, nice to Hi, meet Ben. You. Hello. So um, we like just keeping this really open. So it would just be great to understand a bit about your career journey. Where did it start? How did you get to where we are today? Yeah, um, so I changed careers. I did I did a degree in media, um, media and communications. Um, I moved to London after I graduated and did work in the media industry. Um, but I did it for two years and, and just realised it wasn't for me, um, which I was quite gutted about at the time. So it's something I'd always aspired to be and living in London and living the dream. But I don't think London life was for me. Um, so I took that time to go abroad traveling. And when I came back, I purposefully decided that I wanted to go into recruitment. Okay. Um, <laughs> what, made you think, what, what, what was it that didn't work for you about media? And what was it yeah. that was attracting you about recruitment? I, th I think at that point, I, I don't think it's like that now. If you wanted to do well in the media industry, you had to be in London. But, I mean, I know there's really good, obviously Manchester Leeds, there's really good regional um, setups now. But at that point... I, there wasn't and and I I felt very disillusioned living in London it was obviously over expensive I was only a graduate yeah and, and it just it just didn't live up to its expectations I think I'd built it up for years and thought it was just going to be amazing although I did placements in in television I knew what to expect I wasn't completely green going into it but it, it just it wasn't for me I don't think um, mm. but I'm really glad I did it like I think living in London was a good experience for me and I think you, you learn a lot don't you as you think at least I can look back and think well like, you know I tried it I did it for two years it's pretty it's, full on isn't it yeah it's, <laughs> it's, full, it's a graduate on like 18 grand so yeah it, it was it was full on and just as I left I was doing about four jobs because I decided to go traveling I um, did a two-week placement at a IT recruitment company wow. covering the office manager actually um, and I was just like, this is it. This is for me. I want to work in recruitment. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Sort of more sales based, fast paced, all the sort of stereotypical side of it. So I went off traveling, came back. Um, but at that point to get into recruitment, you couldn't get in unless you had like some really hard sales experience of total cold calling. So I went and worked for Pitney Bowes on the phones, not on the on the road. Um, and did that for just under a year, um, which How was quite that? hard. <laughs> well, they, they didn't have like advanced databases. You know, we didn't use the internet. So literally you'd have um, a really um, not a great database, which used to run out of two hours. And then you would just give them the yellow pages to work through. And that was <laughs> it. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. But I, I plowed on because I was determined to be a recruitment consultant. And then I, I finished that. Um, and then applied and then got in. So yeah, it's an interesting journey to get there. What firm did you, can you tell yeah. us what firm you started in? So I started at Hayes. Um, I was trying to move to Brighton, bizarrely at the time, to be with an ex-partner. Um, and I got through the first stage of interviews and they said, there's no more jobs in Brighton. Is there anywhere else in the country you'd live? And I'd gone to uni in Leeds. And I said, yeah, I still have friends in Leeds. And it brought me back to Leeds and I worked for them for three years. Um, and I was actually an education recruiter, um, yeah, <laughs> which was interesting. It was it's a, a very big practice, and I think the training there was great. Um, 
and then I decided to leave because I wanted to do probably move more towards professional services yeah um, which took me to my last company and I worked for them for a number of years yeah and did, did you immediately go into the kind of legal recruitment side yeah. or did you yeah. move around a bit no 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 immediately to legal um, and I really really like the legal industry and that was definitely my sort of niche I preferred more professional services what was it about professional services recruitment you enjoyed no, because before, um, I think working in education, it's pretty much seven till seven I was working. And you, you had to be on call a lot, you know, supply teachers. It, it's, it's quite intense. There's a, lot, there's a lot of protocol, obviously, that goes with it. So okay. the, I really loved my clients and a really nice client base. I just wanted to move away from the sort of uh, very temporary side of recruitment. Fair enough. Sort of more away from that, yeah. And so... So, yeah what what led you to do your own thing so yeah I um I found actually motherhood changed a lot of things for me and returning back to work after I had two maternities quite close together it wasn't the same for me and I, although I think they tried to be flexible around me it was I found it really really hard and I didn't there wasn't an, an equal balance I found in the office environment and with the people that I worked with it was very male dominated um, so I found that quite tough to work with and became like like you had that feeling then that this isn't for me I was quite unhappy towards the end and and for me I loved what I did I loved my clients but I wanted to do it for myself I just had that really strong urge at this point that this is what I wanted to do. And I think when I've worked for two agencies and I've worked in agency recruitment for so long, you are essentially making other people a lot of money. <laughs> you really do. And what they give the recruiters is such a small amount. And you're working long, long hours, you know, 12 hour days, you have a lot of pressure. I just, I just felt it wasn't for me. So you have to work things around your family as well. Yeah. It's quite sad in a way, isn't it? I, you know, even on these career sessions and myself, um, so many women are having to either, well, deal with it, give up work or end up going um, freelance just so yeah. they can get the flexibility that they need. Yeah. And I, I find it quite sad in a way that, <clears throat> yeah, women are so impacted. Uh, unbelievable like I absolutely loved my job and never thought I'd leave but I can't believe the difference in me coming back um you know initially I went back full time that was fine and after my second child I went back four days the difference was just ridiculous it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't the same workplace and I, I actually spoke to a candidate this week who had a similar story and she said that she felt like the senior partners didn't look at her as a whole person. She was regarded as half an employee because she only worked three days. And, and I can totally identify with that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah I, and it, I think it is sad and, and particularly now where women are such a big part of the workforce and I don't think it is just about women with children. I don't think, I actually think that this whole thing around parts and working isn't just around women anymore as well. I think it's more of a women's problem because of the, the emphasis on childcare. Yeah. But, you know, anyone trying to work part-time, certainly historically has been insanely difficult and business just aren't that, I think, I think it is getting better. And, and I think this, what's happened in the last year, hopefully will have quite a, a big change on it, but it's yeah. still... Yeah. It's still an interesting time 
it is. I mean, the candidate I mentioned earlier, um, I, I, I was telling her that in, in all my years of illegal recruitment, I have only placed one candidate on a three day a week basis ever. And that was last month because it's just not accepted, particularly in legal. But in, in any industry, like part time working is so hard. You just it just um, and, and you, you try so hard. You think I've worked so hard. I love my job and you don't want to be in that situation. But in some ways, I am so glad because had it not been so bad, I wouldn't be where I am now. So mm -hmm. it's, it's funny how those things have worked out. Yeah. What Absolutely. do you? So obviously, having gone into business yourself, what's kind of been your learnings from making that transition? Oh, it's been a really rocky road. I'm not going to lie. So last year was so hard. I think it just completely collapsed. It didn't really take off um, because I, I don't think I was prepared. Um, I didn't realise how much admin was involved setting up a business. Um, so I think, yeah. And so that the first two months, at least, I was, you know, figuring out databases, you know, all this sort of, you know, templates and my terms of business and all this kinds of stuff. And then obviously the pandemic hit, so it completely never took off and then collapsed. And then I was homeschooling. It was really only till July, I could refocus and try to push the business forward. And actually from August onwards, it just took off, surprisingly. I don't know how. Um, and I was so, I felt blessed. But all the lessons I had in, on the way, and even this year, I remember like about, by about March, I was like, I've, I've nailed this. I know what I'm doing. It's brilliant. And then I had two months of everything going wrong. Mm. Just, just it, you know, things that you, you can't foresee with clients, with candidates, with, you know, situations. And it's, it's, it's been a, a massive learning curve. Yeah. Uh -huh. If you could go back to you, yourself last January, what would you say? Organised. <laughs> I just wasn't organised. I was not prepared for how much was involved. And I hadn't thought about things like uh, like recently I've started to get all my contracts e-signatures on it because I've had some really awful experiences with clients I didn't I didn't foresee that happening um just just back up you know I, I didn't have the right legal people behind me you know but you don't know until something goes wrong for example yeah, uh -huh. yeah. I think I think we can all <laughs> yeah, that. yeah totally yeah. so looking back at your career so far what would you say your highlight has been oh absolutely setting up the business without without a doubt despite despite last year I think the fact that it did take off about August time and, and I was really really busy I was just like oh my god some you know how has this happened I feel so incredibly lucky because there were times in those first six months I just thought I just gonna sack it off this is not gonna work this isn't gonna yeah. work it's awful and and I yeah. feel just incredibly blessed yeah well you're you're obviously I mean you say it's lucky but um you know I've noticed you're you're obviously very naturally good at marketing yeah so and have a good following on LinkedIn and yeah um, I at the beginning I did I did enlist a coach and I said cried for the whole time I spoke to him I said oh this is my dream <laughs> and this is this is what's happened I don't know what to do I don't know how to cope and I, I just never forget him saying to me if you don't push yourself out there nobody's going to remember you you're just going to be forgotten about and so I really had to step out of my comfort zone because actually I'm quite self um 
I'm very outgoing and extrovert, but I'm quite self-conscious. So even like today or, um, you know, I'm quite private. I don't really like giving out much detail. And here I am posting all sorts of random things <laughs> going on in my life or in my head every day on LinkedIn. And, but do you know, LinkedIn has been amazing. Absolutely yeah, so it's, a, it's a lovely community, isn't it? It is. And there's been, like, like you say, it's, it's turned into a community. Yeah. And so many people like myself, particularly last year, just all came together and supported each other, you know, all the independents. And mm -hmm. it's been amazing. Yeah, really yeah, nice. Yeah. So on the flip side, what would you say has been your most challenging career moment so far? Oh, I think leaving my last job, yeah, it was really, really hard and difficult towards the end. It, and and as I mentioned before, I, I originally really did love my job. And I, I think when you've worked somewhere for so long, it's like 14 years, like things that have had, like getting married and having kids, you've attached all those emotions to that job. You know, it's like a real journey you've been yeah. on. And and making that decision to to leave was was really tough. So it was, it was quite a hard time in my life. I'd did say. you feel like you'd failed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. G gutted, you know, every on every level, you know, it, we're not particularly, it didn't particularly end very well. So <clears throat> it was really upsetting to deal with the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. It is amazing how you, your life, you know, I suppose it's not really when you think about how much time you spend at work. Yeah. It becomes such a core part. And I think I don't know about you guys, but one of the things I found particularly difficult going from working in a team with people around me, even when even when it's difficult, there's always those people. You've got your you know you've got your solid people in there who are your support. You suddenly lose that when you go out on your own, and yeah. and I have to admit, probably where I've had wobbles, it's been about that I can't do this on my own, and I think that's where you find support, whether that's a great network in LinkedIn, whether that's, you know, a Lucy in my case or whatever it is. I think going from working in teams where there's always somebody to suddenly being your business is you. I think that's a yeah. really difficult transition to make. Yeah. I, a lot of people have said that actually, but that that's something I was all right with. I was <laughs> delighted to have left and be alone because I, I need a really Fair I really um <laughs> really needed that and actually I find that if I'm feeling it a bit of a you know once you do miss the banter when you work with nice people but when you're not in a nice environment it, there's nothing That's worse fair, yeah. so yeah but um and if I do ever feel I want that interaction we well, just come on LinkedIn do you or you yeah, know you true. WhatsApp you know somebody that you've met through there um so. yeah it's like I thought um you know, to a point, I thought HR consultants, obviously, we're all in competition with each other. But actually, I've built a really nice network of HR consultants. Yeah, yeah. It was so, in, yeah, well, mo mostly I did a course. So some of them are via that. Some are just LinkedIn. Tracy, I stalked on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> and it's now really important to me that that network of people doing the same thing as me. And they're all very, very supportive. It's lovely. Yeah. I might have somebody to um, to put in touch with you, actually. I'm trying to say to her that she needs to go down this route. So I'll just... Yeah, we're yeah, happy to chat. We, we, that, that, yeah. We've actually... There was somebody that both of you, but both Lucy and I spoke to about six months ago, and she's recently gone out on her own, and we're like, yay! Got it, yeah. yeah. She took the leap. So to, for anyone um, 
listening or watching who's thinking about a career in recruitment mm. is there any kind of guidance that you would give them yeah I think the, the firm you go to to train at is really really important so I've only ever worked at big corporates and, and there's there's you know cons and pros with both but I would probably avoid a smaller agency when you first start out uh-huh. just because I think that the training you get is so much better um but I do think probably later on when people go to boutiques I understand why you know a bit more adult and mature so I think the firm you go to is really important and the area you go into you don't want to work in recruitment and work in an area where you're hardly going to make any money so just just things along those lines yeah, yeah. do your research Glassdoor is pretty uh, honest but cutting I mean you don't know how many of these reviews are real or made up yeah. but I always say look on Glassdoor uh-huh. mm. how um, I mean obviously as well as a recruiter for people generally do, sort of doing job searches what are your kind of key things that you think you know every job everyone looking for a job should know the following three things yeah I, I think if you if you're going if you're going to look for a job I, I would not recommend joining more than one agent or two at the most so really really limit yourself and understand what's happening with your CV do not spam it or like let an agent spam it you know go to someone that's been recommended if not through LinkedIn or word of mouth you know go to somebody trusted and LinkedIn is your friend essentially it's really important that you've got your profile sorted, that you've got recommendations on there. There are subtle ways. I mean, a lot of candidates say to me they don't want to be proactive on LinkedIn because they don't want their employer to know. But there are subtle things you can do just in terms of your profile, just detail you can add. It's quite important. Yeah, I think anyone can build their personal brand as yeah. a sort of specialist in what they do. Mm. There's no harm in that to be yeah. seen. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's a, it's a massive asset, and more people need to use it. So I'd say LinkedIn, a, a good recruiter, and, and just don't jump at the first opportunity. Just take your time. Yeah. Don't be pressured into anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that is it. And you, you know, while while no job is forever or has to be forever, mm. you, you've also particularly I think when there's a driver to leave somewhere because you've probably waited past the point you should have left before you go okay I need to leave now sometimes it's tempting just to go that looks better so (laughs) that's good enough at this stage and you're right because you can very easily end up back in the position you were trying to escape from in the first place if you don't take the time to research and kind of go for the right opportunity I wonder why it is that even I've done this so many times where you stayed in a job and you know you need to leave and you don't um and, and I think so many candidates make that mistake you know you start to settle treating bad being treated badly or it's convenient or it's flexible or it's well paid and then you just stay but deep down you're so unhappy and it's just not worth it I, th- I think part of it is you know I, I, some, I was chatting to somebody said oh well there's not a lot of jobs out there I said doesn't matter you only need one you don't and then actually you're not going to find that one if you're not putting yourself out there and that doesn't you know and actually my advice I think working with a good recruiter having Mm. if you're a strong candidate if you're a good candidate and you've got a good recruiter you're honest with them and say I'm not looking for any job I'm looking for this type of role if you're credible they'll be okay you know they'll respect that and, and as you say it's about finding the right person you're not going to just spam out for every single job if that's not yeah. what you want and it's having that relationship but I think 
a good recruiter relationship can be such a difference. And actually as a candidate, there's no harm in it. There's no harm in reaching out and having that conversation because you never know you're going to be offered your best job ever. But if you yeah. haven't tried, you're not going to get it. <laughs> like, yeah. like the lottery, you've got to be in it to win it. So so it's quite interesting. I was thinking back, but when I when I worked in, in an agency, you know, they're KPI driven over everything. So like number of interviews, number of CVs they send out, everything's KPI driven. And I hardly send out any CVs. I was looking in my, in my outfit, hardly any, because there is actually no need because I'm picking up the phone. I'm having those conversations. And if there is an opportunity, I will check and then I'll send the CV. So probably like the last, the, 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 the last place, you know, like I often only send one to three times, you know, CVs out per candidate. And there's actually no need to spam or, you know, dilute their, you know, their CV anywhere. So there's lots of reasons to why agents do that, but candidates need to be really aware of it. And also the biggest thing I need to point out is when an agent's sending a CV, they have got representation for 12 months on their terms of business. And this is, I don't think many candidates realise this actually comes up and is a big issue quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and people don't. Oh, yeah. The other one I used to love is because I used to run the recruitment department for a particular company was when you'd recruit for something, a job, and then three agencies would send you the same CV. Yeah. And you'd be How like, would you deal with that out of interest? Um, <laughs> well, generally, it, 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 it comes down to the different situations. So if they're, non, if they're unsolicited, I reject them because mm-hmm. I don't want it. But, it, it, you know, often it's first come, first said, whoever sent it to me first. Yeah, and yeah that's what I would do. Because yeah. you don't have a choice, right? Because that that's that is what it is. But it, it doesn't look good, and I don't think candidates realise it doesn't mm-hmm. reflect on them very well. No, because then you're like you, you're just carp because you feel like the person's carpet bombing. Um, yeah. And I have the worst thing is I've had conversations with a candidate and said, "Look, did you know I've had these I've had these CVs from three people, and two of them they hadn't given permission." Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That is bad. Yeah. That's really when bad. I, yeah, really bad. When I register candidates, I actually go through this with them and, and say, you need to be aware if you're going to work with another agent, you need to keep a strict list about who's speaking, you know, where they're sending a CV. And I had a really nice candidate recently and I stopped working them because twice I sent his CV, it had already gone. He had no idea. And when I tried to speak to him about it, he was like, well, I don't know if they sent the profile or the CV. And I said, where do you think your CV's gone? He said, I don't know. And I was like, I can't work with you. Like, This is putting me in a really awkward position every time I send your CV. Yeah. Essentially, his, his CV had been spammed everywhere. Um, yeah. yeah. And that dilutes that candidate's yeah. impact. Yeah, it's a really tough. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. What about people getting into it? So very, very quickly. So if someone who's just getting into a career is yeah. on here, they're more junior. Um, obviously, sometimes it's not as easy to get a relationship with a recruiter. Obviously, there are specialist recruiters as well. But is there any advice you'd give for someone starting their career in terms of what what you would want to see on a CV or what they should be thinking about? Starting their career in recruitment, or in recruitment, or in any, or in any of the kind of areas you've worked in, where you've got somebody who's yeah. quite new, kind of coming into an industry. Yeah, um, I, I, I do get approached about this about a lot. So again, I, I would probably get in, in recruitment. I, I would maybe use one or two rectorex, so recruitment recruitment agencies, and go with someone you know 
who's got good testimonials or been recommended and just be very careful about do your research about who and where they're sending your CV. They might say to you, oh, X, Y, Z, but do your own research, go on Glassdoor, look on LinkedIn. Are they good companies? You know, some people I know do company checks, you know, have they got a good credit rate? I think people think about all these things Um, and just do Uh your due diligence before your details get sent anywhere. And then, then, you know, look at it. And obviously if you go to an interview, just make sure you're well prepared. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That that could be a whole podcast on it by itself. (laughs) I know. I know. I I prepare my candidates quite a lot and go through quite a lot with them, but it staggers me. I had a candidate I spoke to the other day. Um, She was told about a job. um, No, only got sent some emails, some details for not called prepare didn't call her afterwards to see how the interview went two weeks passed she then contacted the agent and said I presume I haven't got this I haven't heard from you went oh yeah it's been filled like just nothing like awful awful. no aftercare no preparation nothing you know needless to say she wouldn't be using that agency again but well I think the other thing is not going for something to your point I once had a so I, I took a short stint in recruitment between for in between um university and law college I, I went for I was somebody said to me recruitment that's the best thing you can do you know and I'm like I wasn't 100% sure what I was going to do so I thought that's fine and I remember going to get sent to this interview and I kept saying to the recruiter I'm really not sure this is right for me because mm. I lived out in the sticks a bit it was a job in London that you had to be there for eight o'clock in the morning yeah and it was like eight till eight and stuff like that and I remember going to this interview and literally feeling sick thinking this is why am I here and I got talked into going to this interview for all the wrong reasons. And I just remember sitting there and, and, and actually, I think one of the things that struck me, they asked me this question, which again, says a lot about them. They said, um, would you cheat to win? And I said, what do you mean? They said, when you're in a race, would you cheat to win? I said, well, no, because that's not winning. That's just cheating, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the feedback I got is, yeah, you're not the sort of person they're looking for. You haven't got the right attitude. And this was for an IT recruitment firm. And I just remember thinking, literally everything about this was bad Ooh. and I yeah. didn't it, you know I should have just gone with my instincts but it's you live and learn right yeah <laughs> I mean the ethics in that it's just I like, you know when somebody asks you a question like have I just misheard them like yeah. I must have misheard them yeah I, I can't tell you how many interviews I had where I had to like stand on a chair and sell a pen and you know, just, oh, just awful, <laughs> awful. That's just humiliating. Humiliating. You're like a stand, you're like a performing seal, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. and I remember um, going to an interview in London to get into PR once, and there were um, loads of chairs, different sizes, and they put me on the smallest chair, bearing in mind I'm quite small, and they were all on bigger chairs. I, I didn't get that interview because I was totally intimidated the whole way through the interview. Weird. Jesus. Very strange. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, do you have any sort of final thoughts or comments that you'd like to share with everyone? Yeah, I, I, I think just, just be careful. If, you, if you're looking for a job, just take your time. Don't rush. You know, do, do your research on the company or the recruiter and be, care, be aware of what's happening with your CV because that's your, you know, that's your personal details. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't be talked into anything. It's quite important. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Thank you. This has been really, really interesting. And um, yeah, thank you for the tips as well. I think it is, I think it's one of those things when you get to a certain point in your career, things you kind of take a little bit for granted, particularly if you're in HR or recruitment, 
yeah. yeah. really important. And for a lot of people, they're just not on their radar. So that's been great. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks very much. Thank you so much, Ben. Thanks. Bye.